Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of Bad Take Sports. Today it's me, Luke, Sam, Dan, Blair, Lane, Max. We're all here. Say hi, fellas. Hey, Hello. hey guys. Hi, Hello. fellas. <laughs> I still have no mic. <laughs> Max is micless again, but uh, we're working on it. Okay, uh, so today let's start out with some of the the sports news uh, coming out Sunday the 5th. Uh, we have in World Cup news, Wales has beat Ukraine, ending their World Cup bid, um, which at first I was... Like, come on, Wales. Let Ukraine have something nice. They're, they're kind of going through it right now. Maybe, maybe let them play in the World Cup. But then I also saw that it was the first time in 64 years that Wales has played in the World Cup, which is it's quite a time. So We love to see that. Yeah, yeah. Dr- droughts ending is, is a great thing. Absolutely. Um, you guys aren't big World Cup soccer people, are you? Uh, um, I know that Brazil is good. <laughs> uh, truthfully, uh, no. It's I played it as a kid, and then once I didn't play it myself, I didn't watch right. as and much you know as I what's should have. Funny about soccer in the U.S. is we have the largest youth soccer organized soccer program on the planet, yet it is the bottom of our our top sports. There are countries out there that would love to have the amount of. Um, Resources. Resources that we have for, for youth soccer to play. Yeah, right, absolutely. And we're just like, yeah, but we don't like it as much as football. I, it's hard to, <laughs> you know, because it, it, it's like you go to school and you don't get it. I feel like that's part of it. I don't know why, but it, I just. Okay. So my question to you, to you then, regarding my point of soccer not getting you social status points, who among you even had soccer teams at your schools? Like high up? school? Yes. Yeah, we oh, did. Yeah. yeah, you all did? Yeah. At we, high we school, did? yes. At, middle, in, at the middle school level, no. Yeah, middle school was still rec. Like, it was rec soccer. It wasn't, like, organized yeah, high school but like soccer. But, like, the middle school had a, ba- uh, not a baseball team, a basketball team. That, um, was, that yeah. was pretty much it. Yeah. That represented the school itself, mm-hmm. but we didn't have baseball, football, or yeah. Um, soccer. Yeah, that like, was all still rugby stuff. Kids yeah. played it at like lunchtime, but mm-hmm. yeah, was mine was inverted. We we had actual teams in grade school, but nothing in high school. Did you guys have weird. soccer clicks at your high school, well, school? High school? Mm, I definitely kind did. of, but the uh, yeah, in junior high, kind of. But I, and yeah. I was going to ask in high school for you guys: was it were those kids that looked at as cool as the football players? And well, absolutely not. Well, so I no. didn't even <laughs> know they existed. <laughs> I just had to point. get confirmation from Blair that they even existed at that, our high thank school. Thank you. That was my problem point. for me on that is in my high school, the basketball players were the football players, they were the baseball players, they were the, they were the same group of kids, so it was mm. the exact same for mm. all of them. Fair. There it, might be one or two that only do soccer or only do baseball, but for the most part, from top to bottom, the football team was the basketball team. And they were the baseball team, and they were the soccer team, and they were the track team. Like that's, that's just it was it wasn't split up by sport. It was just, oh, you know, athletes. Ours was because we had a bunch yeah. of Hurricane Katrina talent to come and make our basketball team good. Katrina <laughs> 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 talent. Wow, man. Um, oh man. Uh, so uh, moving on to tennis, uh, Rafael Nadal won his 14th French Open. 
which again I don't know anything about tennis, but I know I, winning I fourteen championships is damn impressive. That's so, a big number because you're it's, always going to lose more than you win. So when you've got fourteen. Well, I played tennis for one summer. It's way harder than it looks. Well, it's amazing because it looked like for a while Roger Federer was going to kind of run away and hide with the whole Grand Slam championships thing. And right. it turns out, nope, actually, we live in a golden age of tennis. And Rod- <laughs> Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic are almost begrudgingly as good as him. I don't. It wow. depends. I, I know Roger Federer is one of my favorite athletes of all time. Not to take any shine away from Nadal. He's amazing because he's getting old now too. By the way, wow. I mean, and his his knees are probably not doing great. See, I grew um, up, like the tennis that I know was when I was growing up with Andre Agassi and Pete Sampras and that era, um, and then I just because like, my grandma <laughs> yeah. used to watch it all the time. Like every time we came over, she always had tennis or golf on. So like that era of my of my life. Right, like that's when I have the most knowledge of it. But uh, moving forward, like I know the names, I know what's going on. But you bring up golf, and what's funny to come back to the soccer conversation: the golf team at our high school <laughs> had <laughs> more like hype around it than the, 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 the soccer. Did. Soccer. Yeah, I, I knew about yeah, the golf we, team. My, my <laughs> high school was kind of one of those. Um, let's just say what it is. It was kind of one of those ghetto watch list high schools, and even we had a tennis team. We did not have a soccer team. And that was actually kind of how I was on it because I actually played. I wasn't on the team, but I just was friends with the people on it. And so I would just hit with them and they would just serve balls at me until I learned how to defend myself. And that's how I learned how to play tennis. And yeah. Baptism by fire. Is, yeah. And no, I've really enjoyed the Rafael Nadal, Roger Federer rivalry through the years with Novak Djokovic just, you know, butting his head in there and just winning like so many titles in. Oh, never mind. That guy's infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, congratulations to Rafa Nadal. Um, yeah, it's pe- people also make a big deal because he wins so much on the clay surface, which is the French Open, and that's right. kind of what he's most famous for. He is the the goat of clay court tennis. Like no questions asked. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, we have the uh, Eastern and Western uh, finals for the Stanley Cup. Uh, we've got the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Rangers currently. The Rangers are up 2-0 against the defending, two-time defending champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, so this is interesting. Changing uh, of the guard. A surprising series, yeah, to me as a novice hockey fan. Um, yeah, because I would have assumed the Lightning, I watched them seemingly be clutch at every point they mm-hmm. needed to be against you know, the Panthers, and... They're just getting rolled so far by New York. And uh, <laughs> is it a seven-game series? It is yes. similar it is. to the yes. NBA. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It is, and quite frankly, because they're you know uh, big market East Coast teams. Well, or because Tampa Bay is the back-to-back. Uh, I'm I'm kind of rooting for the Western Conference, whoever comes out of there, right. whether it's Edmonton or Colorado. Um, right. That's been a fun. Which Colorado is currently up three nothing. Right. Wow. Yeah, so they're, it's probably going to be the Avalanche. Yeah. Which I I mean again not like. I guess I said if I if I could pick a hockey team to say it was mine, it's probably the Ducks. Oh, it's um, easy, Coyotes. Uh, <laughs> um, hey, what city do you like? Uh, I, I'll get back to you on that. Like okay. Tempe. Only yeah, Tempe. I'm, 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 I'm searching for mine. I feel weird just joking. I, w- I was a bandwagon Blackhawks fan in college, but I feel weird now, like claiming a team because like right. I wasn't there. Like I don't know who. Do, uh, for me, yeah. it's all because growing up watching the Mighty Ducks. Mm. <laughs> 
TV yep. shows and movies and also, you know, the Goated. going to Disneyland and going right by where they play next to the Angels. Like, mm. it's it's nice and located in the same spot, so... <laughs> I would have picked the penguins because I just love penguins, but they're Pittsburgh, right? Yes. Yeah, and I'm morally opposed to uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> rooting for Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so yeah, be like a Flyers fan or something. Philadelphia. They. Oh really... fuck Philadelphia. Oh yeah, too. That's Philadelphia is fine. It's a fine and city. You, and you kind of hate orange teams too. <laughs> so. I disagree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't do we'll that. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But it's yeah. it's been it's been fun hockey. I've been told that this whole playoffs is like video game hockey. Like so many goals are scored every game I'm watching for the most part. Whether it's Edmonton and Calgary, just the scoring, league evolving. Like literally 15 <laughs> goals in a game being scored at times. It's kind of crazy. So awesome. God, if you're a, if you're a casual, this is a good time to jump in. Right. <laughs> good to know. So uh, we have the uh, the women's college World Series softball. Finals between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, which should be should be good. You know, o- OK and OK State are rivals. I was going to so say Oklahoma must be a juggernaut that's, for. Uh, that's going to be a right. bloodbath, like <laughs> an interstate rivalry like that. That's going to be a. And I was, watch, I was actually watching True. Oklahoma State and Florida with my daughter uh, before the final started, and just watching why did they were going all out, and it was it's fun to watch like college. College baseball, college softball. I, I yeah, college sports have a certain uh, competitive mystique to them. Right. That Other than the Olympics, it's, it's kind of the pinnacle of like women's softball. Right. Would, in terms of like visibility. Right. 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 There is a professional mm-hmm. women's softball league, for but, sure. Yeah, and I've I just the college college either baseball or softball. The uh, a the rain delays are probably some of the best things that you will ever see. Mm-hmm. Uh, is co- a bunch of college kids in a rain delay, and they're out there like doing mock street fighter stuff, like balancing <laughs> poles on their heads, slip and slide races, like. Awesome. And you get that in the pros every once in a while, but right. But they're in worth college, not as carefree. Yeah, they don't yeah. want to roll an ankle doing a stunt. Right. Exactly. Yeah, right. They're too worth too much. Too much is on the line. Yeah. yeah. In college, they're just all bets are off. They're just good. they're <laughs> just having fun, and you can feel that in the in the dugouts and stuff. Like even when the, like they're up against the fence screaming for their guys, it's it's great. I wish I could comment more on the actual series because, unfortunately, I have not kept up with it. I, right. I do like to kind of, you know, watch uh, some softball in passing, but I mm-hmm. have not had time to tune into this series. And then uh, we have a little bit of sad news uh, to end the news segment. Cornerback uh, Jeff Gladney, for formerly of the Minnesota Vikings and uh, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, died in a car crash, 25 years old. Pretty, pretty brutal. Um, yeah, and I'd, I'd made a comment earlier about how um, this offseason's been particularly brutal with uh, mm. circumstances like these because we also lost Dwayne Haskins not mm. too long ago right. as well. Both very young, up-and-coming talents. Uh, you always hate to see it, and uh, rest in peace to Jeff. And I, um, heart goes out to his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sad, sad, especially someone so young. Um, okay, uh, that that's going to wrap up the news unless you guys have anything else, and we'll move on to our, our recap of Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Uh, really, at the end of the day, it's just more news, right? Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, Any news that's not being covered in for sure. future segments. <laughs> true, true. 
Okay, uh, so who wants to go over game one? Who watched from start to finish? All of us, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say let's toss the let's toss the ball to Blair on yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I I watch, but I split a little time with the hockey game. Mm-hmm. But. So, I mean, it, in the first quarter, it looked like Golden State was just gonna run away with it. Like they weren't. The Steph could not miss. Correct. And. You know, it just felt like there was a massive adjustment on defense by the Celtics, and that's really what fueled that fourth quarter turnaround. Well, mm. and you look at it like, yeah, sure, Wiggins was doing stuff too, it, but like just from the first half that I watched, Draymond wasn't finding anything on offense, and that's got to hurt. Like, I know he's not the offensive guy, but this is the finals. Yeah, the Celtics did a great job of forcing Draymond Green um, into uncomfortable positions because what Draymond wants to do on offense is be a, like a hub. He wants to be able to distri- distribute the ball. He wants to find his teammates for open threes, but um, Boston was not making it easy on him, uh, and he really couldn't get to the spots he was comfortable with. And and it felt like the rest of the team wasn't really helping Steph on the scoring department because, yeah. And, and you can't expect uh, the Celtics, what, Al Horford, seven threes, Derek White making a bunch of threes. Like, you can't expect that no. every single game. Al Horford on the, was six for eight. For six for eight. 75% for Sam, we were, we were leaving from watching that first half, and we were making the Al Horford is cl- clutch is going to win the game for them joke. <laughs> and it happened. I mean, uh, were we joking? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, on the Warriors side of the ball, um, you had Steph with 34 points. Uh, Wiggins contributed 20. They got kind of what they needed from him. But when you have Clay Thompson scoring 15, as you alluded to, Draymond had four points. Um, Kevon Looney only four points as well. Uh, they did get 12 off the bench from Otto Porter, but it's not nearly enough to keep up with the Celtics scoring attack of um, not even Jason Tatum though. It was it was mainly Al Horford and Jalen. Jalen Brown. Brown. Jalen Brown really work. took over in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. He just and they weren't easy baskets. They weren't open looks. He was going to the rack. He was getting points. He was getting his own rebounds. He was not. He willed that team back into that game. Indeed, yeah. With uh, yeah, Jason Tatum played the most minutes on the Celtics side of the ball at forty-one. Um, however, he shot three for seventeen. Um, for a grand total of, um, sorry, I don't know if I'm what do you have? Thirteen right assists. Uh, yeah, he had twelve points and thirteen assists. So Damn, he was mainly wow. and credit to him for adjusting his game to mm. be more of a distributor. Um, I mean, you won't see a lot of young stars that have the capacity to do that, right? Uh, like especially in a big game like that, you would yeah, think they want to take the take the reins and prove themselves. Hundred percent. And, and he just did there with the thirteen assists. That's a big number. Exactly. And when your shot's not falling, you have mm. to be able to adjust. And and he did a good job of that. So it wasn't all bad for Jason Tatum. The shooting percentage wasn't there, but um, he did have a solid game distributing the ball. Otherwise, so um, credit to the Celtics. Like I said, they're they had great defensive fourth quarter adjustments they made a lot of threes though to get back into the game um i saw a bunch from al horford and uh jason or uh, jalen brown in the in the fourth quarter that really kind of spurred that comeback and they kind of just ran away with it from there what was the final score 120 120 to 108 yes it was was sudden once they it was like once the floodgate opened it they just yeah so i've got a i've got a question for you guys and the answer can't be both do you believe that this was more of a Boston comeback or more of a Golden State collapse? I think it was a Boston comeback. 
I agree um, with Sam 100%. Yeah, like, uh, the way the league is now, like, the three-point shot gives a team the ability to rapidly come back into games they otherwise wouldn't have been able to win. And that's really exactly what happened with Boston in the fourth quarter. They shot a flurry of three-pointers. They were able to rapidly come back in the game with plenty of time remaining. Um, and like I said, their fourth-quarter adjustments, uh, Golden State was still trying to do what they'd been doing for three quarters. And um, credit to Ime Udoka, the, the coach on the Celtics sideline, did a great job of adjusting to that and making everything on offense uncomfortable for him. I want to disagree with that just to play devil's advocate, but I can't. That was such a, <laughs> that was such a, as like five dudes hot from three on any given night, which is a little annoying. I think, you know, it's kind of one creates of creates a lot of blowouts. Yeah. And it's sort of, yeah. The why, why we get these trade offs and blowouts. And I, you know, kind of why I can empathize with the old heads of like, Oh, why the modern game blah, sucks. And yeah, I get it sometimes, but yeah. Once, Boston really just started raining them down. You could, it's, it's like so much more obvious. It's like, oh, Golden State hasn't really scored more than like eight points in eight minutes kind of stretches. And you're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm the, sure Steve Kerr will have a litany of adjustments that he makes uh, right, tonight right. when they play. But, right. Um, right. And Mimi Odoka <laughs> just made more adjustments in the first game than he did. And, right. Um, he kind of, I think Kerr was counting on Clay Thompson probably contributing a bit more right. than he did. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how many touches he gets tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's why you have to give Boston the the credit for the comeback, so to speak. It's those defensive adjustments that are just so much more obvious as to what they did, so to speak, that changed it, as opposed to you know just oh who's hot from three. Anyway. Right. So let's uh, let's get some bad takes on our two early MVP <laughs> predictions. Oh, I, have oh, a, boy. I have a bad one. I'll let someone else go first, though. Al Horford. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> Max Max you know what? If, honestly, if, Al Horford, if Al Horford wins finals MVP I will give you $20 I will give you $20 <laughs> if he wins MVP Lane Dude, that was my bad washes. take that was my bad take too early MVP as well oh okay well you're right you're right yep. it's Al Horford yep oh man I, what I was gonna say uh, I was gonna say Jalen Brown mm. uh, I yeah. think uh yeah. I think that's my dark horse pick. If the Celtics win, it's probably Tatum that gets the uh, Even if finals he MVP, produces the way he did in game well, one? I don't think he's going to have too many more stinkers like that. I think that was, uh, you know, it's a, it's a long series. A lot can happen in seven games. And I think if the Celtics win the chip, uh, it'll probably be Tatum that gets him over the hump to get there. But mm. my dark horse for that would be Jalen Brown because he has shown the ability to um, be really clutch in in big time situations, and if that's who they rely on to, you know, win some of these next games, I I could see him taking right. it home if he keeps mm. showing that takeover ability for Absolutely. just this series. I mean, if we're just talking about winning MVP for a series, yeah, I guess he could do that. I I wouldn't, yeah. I'd, for a split second, I thought you were talking about MVP for the, all of next year. No, no, that'll be a couple weeks from now. A couple weeks from now, once the NBA Finals are wrapped up, then we'll have our, yeah. our way too early MVP. <laughs> yeah, could, My know. money's on Jokic, <laughs> especially if Tatum continues to, to kind of back. like not have an awesome shooting series and embraces that distributor role. Then you know Brown's going to get the ball take over games and if he can string four of those together right. out of seven then mm-hmm. you've got a potential MVP if he can be that guy <clears throat> that goes out and puts up like 
you could I can envision him having the kind of series that Andre Iguodala had when he won the series MVP in that was 2015, correct? Yeah. I think. Yeah. It was 2015. So now do I think he ultimately has the kind of defensive impact that, you know, tail end of peak Iguodala had on a game in game out yeah. basis? No. Yeah, probably not. Probably not, but right, uh, he, he can score 29 <laughs> points and, you know, Go get you eight boards, seven assists, whatever. Exactly. Producer Max pulled up the the odds, the MVP mm-hmm. odds right now. Uh, so Jason Tatum is uh, 125 to one. Odds on favorite. Uh, Steph Curry 165 to one. Jalen Brown 550 to one. Al Horford 1000 to one. <laughs> Marcus Smart 1800 to one. And then it jumps. Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, eight thousand to one. Derek White, ten thousand to one. Wow. <laughs> Robert Williams, twenty thousand to one. <laughs> Jordan Poole, twenty thousand to one. Wow. And Kayvon Looney, thirty thousand to one. I was going to say, right if now. any any Warriors fans <laughs> listen to this episode, we're going to get ostracized for nobody picking Steph Curry. <laughs> well, I, was gonna, so I, was gonna say, I was trying to not pick the obvious because it's bad <laughs> takes sports after all. And you know yeah, see, Boston we're all bad is, takes. Well, and, you know, and you know Boston is just every team ever that plays the Warriors in a series. Their whole focal point is slow down Steph and try to minimize the damage that him blowing up right. your spacing does and... I don't know. So somebody else is gonna have to beat you. That's usually what teams right. are gonna try to make you do. So who's it gonna? Now, if Wiggins gets hot, he could totally upend my Jordan Poole pick. But I don't yeah. know. Like, I mean, Clay isn't. We're not talking about Clay, but he could do yeah. it. Yeah, oh, I mean, he, could. he didn't play great the first game. Right. But it's yeah. not like he's not gonna. Oh have a good game. Oh, don't worry. Series. I haven't forgot about Clay. Yeah. I, I just... <laughs> I, I would actually disagree with your earlier take about saying Jordan Poole is the Jalen Brown of the Warriors. <clears throat> Clay, to me, would definitely fill that spot in my eyes as the two-man behind Steph, but... more, Yeah, okay. More so as the true two-man. You're All right. right. I've got, I got another question for you. In the, in the NBA playoffs, which of these two guys has had the Best flopping performance, Marcus Smart. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Marcus or Kyle Lowry. Ooh, because I watched Game Seven, and that was ridiculous. I know how good <laughs> Marcus Smart is at flopping, so that's my pick personally. Uh, I, while Kyle Lowry is obviously uh, a veteran at it, and he is um, been doing it know, for years, been doing it for a very long time. I think the quality of Marcus Smart's flops are are much better. And more believable to the <laughs> referees. Um, what is, what is the art of a gets. great flop? Mm. Uh, you ha- it has to be. It has to. There so is an art to it. So first, you have to turn into a backpack and jump on the back of a guy, <laughs> and then they'll get the foul. <laughs> no, it, it's it's a it's a delicate balance with with the referees and and the Sam's players. Sam's breakdown the court. of a flop. I'm ready for this. <laughs> but, is this because you're a Chris Paul apologist? Well, now I am. <laughs> but no, the, the art to a great flop is there has to be real contact first. Like, you can't, you can't just flop off of no contact. But you, there has to be a, a good amount of, of contact, probably not enough to actually knock you over, but enough to give the illusion that you're being thrown, thrown around right. a little bit. So the second you feel that contact, you just have to... It's kind of like ultra instinct. You just have to. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it it's like you bounce yourself off of it the moment you feel it. It's almost of. natural, but it's just you're exaggerating it just a little bit by like going that extra, you know, going that extra length to fall on the ground. So, who do you think one of the best flop artists of all time is? <sighs> Harden. 
Yeah. Harden's a Harden Dang. is a very solid pick. Uh, pri- primarily because it works for him. Like mm. he he genuinely did get. I think there's a, some absurd stat out there about how many free throws Harden has shot in the last X amount of seasons, but it's a lot. And mm. the reason for that is because, as Max said, mm. he is he is one of those flop artists that it actually has worked out for. So I would also say James Harden. What, what really upsets me about it is that he's perfect. He's a perfectly good basketball player that he doesn't really have to resort to flops, and yet he still does. But the flopping <laughs> makes him a great right. Except right. Now. Top 75 of all time. Except now the problem is age and lack of taking care of himself yeah. as an elite changed. athlete has caught up to him. So ironically, he does need all those fouls. All those strip all clubs. Those, yeah, Lane, now, he, now he can't play without Lane that. Lane brought up a very like, good point about that as well. Um, the rules around um, flopping have changed significantly in the last and I, few years. And like, I right. don't want to, I don't want to diss the men because he was just playing by the rules. Like, mm-hmm. I'm never going to be the guy. It's like, oh well, like, uh, you know, that wasn't really like that wasn't really a foul because you hooked his arm. No, that was in the rules. Like, right. get your fucking points. It's just the rules changed. Mm-hmm. His step back isn't there anymore. He's not getting the separation anymore. Yep. And I look. I can I can slander James Harden all day. Yeah. I was gonna well, say I, I just slander him because as a fan it's so unfun to watch. Yeah, I just, that that's it. That's uh, I am whole... glad that the refs stopped calling the pump fake jump into the guy's shoot. Uh, right, yeah. right. Changing that rule alone was a huge like it improved the pace of the game in my eyes. There's still some concerns I have with officiating in general mm-hmm. um, that cause the game to slow down like there's no need for the last five minutes of a game to last 25 plus minutes yeah um but those little rule changes that they make from year to year i think they're trending in the right direction and i hope we see more of it and i can't let this topic go by without mentioning lebron right now i'm right right like or i mean is it well, yeah. okay it brings up an interesting question while we're here i mean is it fair that the first association in my mind with flopping is lebron is it because yeah, he's the fair. best at it or is it because he kind of pioneered the modern flop in the so 2008 not how much of this is know. because you hate lebron or, or no i was going to is it because of because <laughs> well, what's of, like, the like dislike level of is it because of like it's just his flops became so like ESPN sort of like fodder there for right. a while. Like, see, I don't know. I don't know. I just wouldn't put him in the top for flop well, artists. That, that's sort of like, the, you know, I don't, he, but, he can do it and no, he has and done he it. Is but good like, at it. He is also correct that LeBron was kind of a pioneer. That's what I mean. Yeah. That, no, I would argue so well. he's been surpassed. I'm with Blair. But. So for me, it's a little bit further back. Because okay. there was a player named Vladi Divac <laughs> who was the originator of the flop. Mm. You talk about like he used he brought his the, like the art form that they use flopping in soccer. Mm. And oh. he brought that to the NBA with the flailing arms and the jumping backwards and the sliding on the ground. So right. for me, it's like I see a bunch now, but none of them are gonna beat Vladi. Because that dude... That's a good take. That, that good dude, take. his arms would fly... And he's like seven feet tall, yeah. so right. it's hard to miss him going, Because I do remember those Kings playoff teams vaguely, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like... Jack would I'm bump him and he'd be in the first at row. at the cusp of the age where it's like, yeah, I kind of remember, but... See, I remember, I remember the Lakers Vladi. 
Mm, oh, okay. Yeah. Lakers yeah. Vladi was where it started. And then he I, went to the Kings, and I think he and ended in the And Divac owned the Kings at one point, didn't he? Like, he's he? majority yeah, owner. Yeah, he was like the and GM it sounds like or part no, owner I think, or No, I think he was majority owner, if I I'm just not remember mistaken. people vilified him for doing a terrible job. I yeah, can't say yeah, I mean, really If you know, looked at the Kings he, uh, he lost the, the franchise. Any, hard, any harder than they it still was flopping before? I wasn't doing so... Uh, never mind. That, I, the king's I not picking Doncic is going to haunt them. <laughs> can I slander Sabonis for a second? By all means. Uh, the Arbitus Sabonis? It, it's, it's not that he, Sabonis is bad. It's the whole context of that trade. Are you talking oh, about DeMontis? Oh, yeah, Sabonis. Okay. I'm talking no, not, about not the Dennis. kings right now. Okay, I, I'm talking <laughs> about the kings right now. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, I really did not like that move. Like, he's not a bad player, and I'm not trying to say that I don't, I don't like him on the team. I just mm. didn't like moving healed. Right. I didn't like that. Yeah, uh, that's my take. That's a lot a, of Sacramento ah. fans were more upset by the fact that they traded away Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, that too. That too. Because that was an up and coming like right. Darius Garland. Well, he's looking good like, now too. Yeah, like he's looking well, very good. That was a very mid two thousands Clippers move that they, they just so, pulled there. It technically worked out for the Kings though. I mean, Sabonis performed really well, yeah. and that's the thing I want to say is like I'm not saying Sabonis is bad. I just didn't right. like the trade. That's I just fair. didn't like the whole movement. I, I like, don't think. It, I don't. Is it as horrible as people made it? I mean, first of all, is Halliburton no. the second coming? Like, are they? Are we so sure Fox is just broken and never? Like, no, he's not no. that bad. Okay, he's I think not the a good reason. Oh, I love shooter, Fox. But. The reason people were so upset about Halliburton getting traded is because that's like he was a proven young talent that was yeah like a guard that could shoot deep threes. He could put the ball on the ground. He could distribute really well. And so for Kings fans to see that young talent taken away from them so quickly when for kind of a proven talent in Sabonis was right. pretty well, it was hard pill probably too small of a backcourt you would think to pair Fox and Halliburton together long term so maybe the yeah. fans were just hoping to if you're going to have to trade one of the two you hope to trade Fox and right. I, I don't know I'm not a Kings fan but I'm guessing I just yeah like I yeah. said I would have liked to see them play together a little longer but yeah. for sure yeah. it is what it is sorry I just I no, just wanted it, to come in I found it to be a very interesting trade because it, 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 the Kings are always like interesting in their yeah. utility you know? I agree <laughs> <laughs> I, I, cho- I chose a, a winning team for NFL so I had to choose losing teams for the right. other fra- right. uh, leagues fair enough hashtag purple teams Purple, let's go. <laughs> okay, uh, let's jump back to the finals. We've got game two tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does Golden State need to do to get back into the series? Someone not named Steph Curry has to really step up and score points. Yep. <laughs> Correct. Cool. I mean, Wiggins, Wiggins scored. Like, I, I, I want to defend him, but Draymond needs to score more than four. Clay needs to, to score sh- more than 15. Clay needs yeah. to shoot more than, f- yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's and because you know, and like Draymond has to be able to find people, like do, like do that thing where he gets to be floor general yeah. in transition and find people. But that's hard because the Celtics. I guess if I could sum up as a casual, what I see, their defense just doesn't let you wander around the court doing what you yeah, want to do. Like exactly. I guess if. And it sounds simple, but a lot of NBA games you watch and the teams that are mediocre are not that good, they just let you run around and shoot threes. Like, if you want to just run around and jack up 50 threes on the Hornets, they'll let you do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. partly why they don't make the playoffs. but right. And why Michael Jordan, you know, just gets so frustrated in the press box. Um, but, you know, it... Mm-hmm. it Bo- it's because he lost a bet. Yeah. <laughs> or that. Or that. Yeah, Boston, though, they just... 
they've got the athletes and the switchability that the I mean, even Al Horford is somehow able to like keep up and rotate and, and, not and to let put people the, leak out. And, and to put the series into a little more context, Golden State just come, came off a team that uh, they had to stop one guy. Mm. They, didn't have, mm. they didn't have to deal with two premier scorers. They only had to deal with one. Um, and the Dallas Mavericks lived or died by the three-pointer. Um, yep. They ran a very, like, kind of Jokic-esque offense where Luka was kind of the heliocentric star, mm-hmm. and he would just dish out to open threes to get the team back into games. Um, Golden, uh, the Boston Celtics are not that team at all. The Boston Celtics have a rock-solid defense. Yep. They have two premier scorers, not just one, and everybody on that team is willing to share the ball, and that kind of showed last night. So Golden State does have a tough task in front of them. The main adjustment I would need to see uh, would be uh, more three pointers from Clay. Honestly, like that's really they, what's going to put them I, over the hump. And I think they've got more with both of the Williamses. I think Boston's got more usable bodies inside. Like who yeah. other than Kevon Looney? Who? Well, I mean Draymond Green does dirty work, obviously yeah. down low. But I mean Boston is bigger, certainly a match, and then a little bit more. I think for Golden State for down their front low, court, for absolutely. Their, yeah, like yeah, and they they had. Wiseman, uh, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. they're they're really missing him about <laughs> right. now. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll kind of see. But I I get the vibe that uh, Golden State wants to play small. They want to have that like ultimate switchability, and in their eyes, I can't think that's five, how they see six, it. Just have five, six, seven guys who can guard one through five. Exactly. <laughs> and it low key, I think, hurts them not having Gary Payton Jr. Now. Oh, absolutely. Anymore. It hurts like, them. Hundred percent. Like, I, I mean, because. Well, he was, was that from plug. the injury? Yeah, from yeah. He bro- I mean, yeah, he's a broken elbow, right? I think, right, yeah, yeah, he got injured on yeah. a play by, uh, was it Grayson now? Or am I misremembering that? No. I might be misremembering that. How, who was I remember it? It was, he, he did he did break it on a play. And yeah, I believe like, it was a hard wasn't fall. Wasn't it the Grizzlies? It was the Grizzlies. It was, Grizzlies. It was uh, Brooks. Oh, it was Dylan, Dylan Brooks. Brooks. Dylan Brooks. Yep. You're absolutely right. Yep. So that that really did hurt the Warriors. He was their spark plug. Uh, well, off and the they're bench just and they're just not getting a lot of other offensive. Yeah. They're not getting anything from you know Moody and Kaminga. I mean, yeah. they're not going to get a ton of minutes either. But like. I just find it interesting that those two guys were the higher touted prospects yet, and it's Gary Payton Jr. who is supposedly just the energy guy, but yet he randomly pops off on offense too. Exactly. So he was really right. he was important for them. He was blossoming. So, uh, uh, should we do win predictions? Yeah, well, we well, what tonight? does Boston need to do um, to continue winning? Just kidding with those great defensive rotations and adjustments, like. Yeah, I, I think they, they kind of figured out the Warriors in the fourth quarter uh, in game one. I think they need to keep sharing the ball the way they have been, like Blair said, keep the defensive energy up high. Because that's all defense is in basketball is effort. Uh, and if you have a whole roster that's willing to put in 100% effort on defense, you're going to have good defense rotations. So they just need to keep their foot on the gas pedal, in my eyes. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. All right, uh, predictions. I'm going to say Boston takes game two. I was going to say, because this is another home game for Golden State, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was going to give this one to Golden State. Boston takes the next one. I think Golden State's going to bounce back. I don't think I think they're a team of champions, and they've proven that. So they're going to need to, you know, they're going to show that championship resilience. Yeah, I think we're going to not have trading blowouts this series. I think it's going to be more trading these kind of 10, 8 to 10 point games. I think Golden State takes this one. Clay Thompson shoots better. Golden State has a more even performance. I'm going to go 
109101 Golden State. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Hey, my <laughs> almost came true That's last true. time, yeah, and I'm sticking see. with my if Marcus Smart scores at least 20 points, Boston's <laughs> super hard to beat. Yeah. See, I think what, so you said 109? 109-101. 101-Boston? Right. I, 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 I want to check the tape Dennis. last time, because I know I said 104-97-Boston. I'm not brave enough to predict the final score. Um, I think I think Golden State's going to bounce back. I think they're going to make the adjustments that they need to make. They're going to ride on that energy. They're not going to drop too straight in their own building. I think they're going to take that. I honestly think they'll probably take this. If they take this game, I think they're going to take the next game too. Uh, game three in Boston. And then probably trade back and forth till the end. But I do still think, I, I think it's going to be the, I still feel Golden State in six. Is probably going to be the outcome of everything, but we'll see. All we'll right. see tonight. Awesome. Uh, okay, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with uh, Major League Baseball breakdown and talk. All right, welcome back. So this segment, we're going to talk some baseball, and we're going to start with a wrap-up of the AL East from Blair. All right, so first of all, I hate this division outside of my team. Uh, the you kind of got the worst of the worst of baseball in here, right? So we're sitting at the Yankees on top of the division, 38-15. and 15. Uh, Blue Jays are in second at 31-21. and 21. We've been kind of – I'm a Blue Jays guy. Uh, we've kind of been on a tear the last 10 games. We were 8-2. and two. Uh, But it looks like we're right about to uh, lose to the Twins. So this is that. Uh, we got the Rays in third at 31-22. and 22. Uh, We got the Sox at 26-27 and 27, and the Orioles at 23-32. and 32. Kenta, I interject. Uh, you do not have the worst of the worst because Astros are in my division. <laughs> that is a fair point. Uh, it is an interesting division from a baseball perspective in the sense that even the worst team in it, the Orioles, is in kind of in a they're at the they're at the foot of the mountain, so to speak. They've been building, they've been uh, kind of wandering through the desert aimlessly for years ever since uh, their manager decided to put Ubaldo Jimenez into a freaking closeout situation in that wild card game and the baseball gods were just not going to let you get away with that. <laughs> anyway, the real baseball fans out there know what I'm talking about. You had Zach Britton having a crazy good year, so you go put a starting pitcher, a bad one, with like a five and a half ERA. Yeah, let's put him in in a high-pressure it just never mind. God, I feel bad for Orioles fans. Anyway, their top prospect, Adley Rushman, is finally up. Celebrate that. It won't save your season, but like the future's finally starting to trickle in. I mean, listen, <clears throat> the Orioles can always go back to they have a great home field. They park. do, and I they love have it. a great park. And their alternate just, uniforms uh, are get, great. You know, getting into the getting into baseball, getting in this division, I didn't realize I was I was getting into the AFC West of baseball. Uh, you <laughs> yes, that's a great comparison. That's about right. I was gonna say I've been wa- I watched the uh, Yankees Angels series, um, which didn't go great for the Angels, um, but the the Yankees their pitch. And then Aaron yeah. Judge being a monster He's of a person. He's having a really good year. Was he 6'7"? 
Well, something like that, like six, and like eight. he's just—he's a, a large, large individual. Well, and, and get that hit, man on a basketball and court, th- and he's hitting three hundred with power, which is great any given year that happens. But in this kind of pitching environment, where the league batting average—again, I—I touched on this last week before I de- melted down into a rant, <laughs> but like the league batting average is like two thirty-nine. Think about that. That's terrible, by the way. Like for mm. con- like historical context, I mean, it should be like two fifty something. But like, <laughs> if you're hitting three hundred when the league average is two forty, and you're doing it with like MVP power, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So the Yankees are tough. Yeah, uh, I watched the uh, the game where Nestor Cortez came out and just pitched the lights out in that game. He was so good, and I see I see this all the time when I'm watching baseball. This guy looks like a normal dude. Like he could deli- he could be the guy that delivers your mail. Mm-hmm. He could be the guy that you see that works at your, you know, local convenience store. Like he just looks like a dude. He's got a great mustache. I will <laughs> always give him that. Which led me down the rabbit hole of the New York Yankees and their rule with facial hair. Oh yeah. Because Matt Carpenter when he played in St. Louis had a beautiful beard. Magnificent beard. <laughs> And then he plays for the Yankees now, and he has got probably one of the most solid mustaches in baseball right now. He looks like you could take Matt Carpenter, Yankees Matt Carpenter, and put him on any team in the 1970s, and you're like, yeah, no, he fits. Yeah, he, it's it's a Amazing. great mustache. But I went into the to the rule. Three power to yes. his pitches. Yeah, three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, plus three. Plus, plus three. Plus to three your power. power yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yes, he. His his mustache is is fantastic. Uh, and, you know, the Yankees also, just look tough in that series. And realistically, this might be Matt Carpenter's last stop. This is uh, he's kind of at that point now where he is the old guy who's just right. being picked up around the league because he can quote maybe he can help us out a little bit kind of uh, thing. A veteran voice in the yeah, clubhouse. He's, he's, <laughs> um, he's at that level. Yeah. And didn't your Padres pick up Robinson Cano? And then dropped him. Oh, already. Already. Oh, wow. <laughs> the that's Cano fast. experiment uh, ended. Wow. We uh, were playing. St. Louis, and there was a chance we had we had bases loaded, down by two, I believe, and Cano was our savior. Oh, and so of course he hit it ground ball somewhere. No, it wasn't a ground ball. It was a fly. So oh. it did. It did. It got. It got me excited just to watch the ball go right to the warning track and the guy catch right. it, and the game was over. Right. And oh, after gosh. that, he was released. Oh, jeez. So I said, Cano! (laughs) (laughs) Darn. I was was like, it would have bought him at least another series had he hit that uh, Grand Slam there to secure a win. Yeah. yeah, Sorry, I forgot sidetracked there. A.L. East, still a meat grinder, I guess, is if, if there's one word to sum it up. Why, just because of the Yankees? Uh, just because the even the worst team is really only, what, like seven games, eight games under eight 500, games under, which is wow. not, you know, you're bad, but you're not, like, atrocious at that level. You're and not, like, an automatic. I mean, like, what, the Angels are in the wild card at 27 and 28? Or 27 yeah. and well, 27? Well, if you look at, like, last place in the uh, National League is only, or not, uh, the NL West is only seven games below 500. Right, right. So, yeah. And um, it's, it's just like, you know, you got your small market raise still lurking 
right there, you know, like they always do. The Red Sox got off to a bad start. The fact that they're about 500 now should kind of scare you because, I mean, they've got the offense to run over you in any given day. Oh, who was, the, who was mean, their big pickup? That, started uh, that would be to, Trevor Story. Yes, and Trevor Story started started turning, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's funny. When he started hitting, the, the team Red started Sox doing better. Started, yeah, he's because he's like an energy guy as yeah. well as being a, a slugger. So. Mm. Anything else from the AL East? What have, what have you been thinking watching your, your Blue Jays games? Uh, is I mean, we've got a pretty good team, I think. Kirk. Kirk is my favorite Alejandro player. Alejandro Kirk. <laughs> Absolute the thickness. peak athlete. That's Unit. what I love about baseball the most. Just peak athletes everywhere. Every team. Every team has one. <laughs> well, look. He hits dingers, and that's what he do. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, uh, Max, commandeer a microphone and uh, give us a rundown on the AL Central. I am taking Lane's microphone because it's closest. I need to be closer to the mic. There we go. Hey. All right, so AL Central. I am mostly a Twins fan. Actually, yeah, all the way Twins fan. Um, Not really much going on. Uh, Currently got the Blue Jays and Twins series. Um... First game of that, we uh, the Twins snapped the Jays' uh, eight-game winning streak. So you know that's nice. The Blair conveniently skipped over. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He mentioned it. He mentioned it. He said, you know, I've been watching my uh, oh, Blue Jays eight and two, They're yeah, eight and two. But it looks like we're just about to drop. We're it. actually watching it right now <laughs> on the side. Yeah. Um, currently, uh, Twins are up eight to three in the end of the eighth. Um, yesterday's game was kind of tough for, uh, for the Twins. Um, the starter, starting pitcher, uh, gave up about six runs, which is, you, you know, I mean, even in one game, that's pretty rough. But it was within three innings, and yeah, that's that's pretty rough. Um, so <laughs> indeed, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that game because, <laughs> it, it, yeah. Um, let's see what else. What else? Uh, only other thing here, Twins are missing four, uh, four starters because they haven't got all three uh, COVID shots yet. Wow. Yeah, so that might have might explain some of their struggles yesterday. But That's impressive. I mean, they're having a good season. Yeah, they're winning all their division considered. comfortably. Yeah. 31 and 24. They're Maybe. the only one in the, in the division above 500, so everyone else. <laughs> they're, they're a little lucky the White Sox are even more banged up. Yeah. So we got the Twins at 31 and 24, so in first place. Guardians, 23 and 25. Uh, White Sox, 24 and 27. Tigers, 21 and 33. Detroit. Yep. And the illustrious Kansas City Royals at 17 Who, and 34. Didn't they Oof. win a World Series recently? I yeah, think so. they did. Like, 2015. They went to back to back World Series in 14 and they, 15 mm-hmm. with a very distinct, fun to watch team. And then it's all gone it now. Was, it's sad. <laughs> hey. It's gone. At least they won. <laughs> and they did it in a way that was not the home runs and walks or bust strikeout model that right. we see so often today. They did it, it with good, a honest old school, hey, we actually, <laughs> no, really, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, yeah. like, that's pretty much how they did it. Like, let's put the ball in play, steal bases. You mean they didn't have cameras set up to... See the uh, no, there were, no, there was a distinct lack of trash cans being banged <laughs> the, on, those, on those Royals squads. They, they were a trash can-free squad. They, they were fun. 
That's um, awesome. I, I, I have a question. Go for it. Uh, I'm assuming the Guardians were renamed from another team. I was actually going to say, this is a fun side yes. debate topic. Yes. Whose rename was worse? The Cleveland Indians going to the Guardians or oh. the Washington football team going from the uh, Redskins to the football team to the so Commanders? This is, this is my take on it. The, uh, the Cleveland Guardians... Uh, it actually makes a reference to something in the city of Cleveland. Right. They have the big statues over the Guarding city called the Guardians. The Guardians of so it's like it's the Guardians a little of corny. Yeah, but it's at a least corny. it ties to the city. Right. I would have to ask right? a native Clevelander yeah. how much they like care and feel sentimental attachment to said guard. You know, bridge gargoyles or whatever. But like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just I no, and I mean no offense to the city of Cleveland. I just know as a realistic adult that like. Mm. I don't care that much about the landmarks also, in my city. We also either. don't know what the other options were. That you know, could have been the the shiniest of all the turds. Right. And like, also, it's a, like like anybody from Cleveland hears this, dude. Rest assured, I'm not shaming you guys. We have painted. Listen, you we, live in Cleveland. We, yeah, already. we have a, we. I live in a town with painted horses on our street corners. Okay, like we do not have anything cooler than your you know bridge gargoyles. <laughs> so like, or what? I don't even know. Are they gargoyles? No, like, they're, no, they're, 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 they're like statues. Actual, like Lord of the Rings. Oh, type, okay, like, yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah. of okay, cool. Right now, I can't not help but see them I as know, gargoyles. All <laughs> right, for, well, forever now on Cleveland right, gargoyles. So, so it sounds like Washington is losing this this argument because nobody is. Are you, yeah, are you telling me the commanders? aren't associated to the city of Washington. I mean, they are. The city of Washington. But there's the whole joke District that, of like, how District they, of who's, who's the commander if they're all commanders? <laughs> the Who commands Ron the Rivera. commander in chief, baby? <laughs> all... Too many chiefs, not enough. It's Never like, mind. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, really ironic, considering your old name. before we were recording, uh, I don't know if we were all here, but I'm refusing to call them the commanders. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would literally rather just Washington call them the Washington football team. Football Players yeah. Union in Washington. D. I'm just going to pretend they don't Washington exist until Dan Snyder is out. <laughs> and what makes take. me sad is th- I want to root for them. I hate everyone in that division. So they're the default, like, I would like to root for them team. Right. In the, you but know? you can't. Like, I, yeah. Speaking like, of shiniest of turds. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, so apparently Cleveland wins this debate. The Guardians are better. Yeah, All right. Yeah. That's, yeah, like, like we just said, shiniest of turds. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, your twins, by the way, why did they have to get Carlos Correa? Why? Because... I don't know. That, that ruins their small market charm, man. You know, it's it, it, it's sort of par for the course for the Twins, <sighs> where they go really strong in the first half of the season, and then second half, it's like, we're good enough for the playoffs, I yeah. think. We'll, we'll, we'll coast by. Arizona 28 Cardinals. years in a row. I give, I, I, give, I give them credit for taking the big free agent swing. You know, right. it's good for them. But, man, Carl, he, reason why, Carlos Correa, he was on those trash trash Stros teams that won. <laughs> trash uh, you know? Blair, so Blair I just, has I one of those, too. Uh, man, yeah. Springer. That's true. That's <laughs> unfortunate. I did not Sorry. Know that. uh, but that's about it. Twins first, but there are... There is apparently a seven-game differential between the Twins and the Guardians. The Twins have played seven more games than wow. the person in second place. Uh, that's crazy. I don't know how that works out, but uh, that could that could have an, yep. that could have an impact Whoa. on the standings later mm-hmm. in the season. Yes, it sure. could. Yep, that's very interesting. And, and the Guardians were, at least as of yesterday, on a four-game streak. So. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're they're worth talking about simply because they were expected to be like terrible yeah. this year, and they're fighting like they're they're okay. So. And the only other team I like in this 
division of the Royals only because Omaha, the Omaha Storm Chasers feeds into them, mm. and I'm from Omaha, so that, that's, that's my connection Respect. there. I, I keep an eye on the Tigers because they kind of were like a fun up-and-coming team last year that looked like they were one or two moves away from pushing into that wild card. I and they've the got Tigers. good young starting pitching. They sign Javi Baez, who's, you know, fun, even though he's probably not worth what they're paying him. And they got Akil Badu, who, aside from just having a fun name, is the fun <laughs> player to watch. Uh, but, yeah, it's just not it's just not going well. Yeah. The offense is just really bad collectively. At least the Twins will probably make the playoffs. Yeah, they probably will. Probably. And then lose yeah, in I the mean, first round. The, wi- the, wi- the White Sox, if they get healthy, could r- like they need to build a bigger lead. Like The White Sox are still more talented if they're healthy, but right. they're not. Yep. So we'll see. Anyway. All right, uh, so shifting over to the AL West, Lane. So I uh, have been watching some of the Mariners games. Uh, not the whole series of anything. Uh, I checked out a couple of the Mariners at Orioles, uh, which the Mariners took. Go, go Mariners. Uh, my takeaways from those games, uh, I watched the 10-0. That was awesome. Kirby looks like a baby. The the George Kirby's <laughs> uh, new pitcher, I think he's a rookie, just got called up. Mm, probably. The, Mar- the Mariners sure he, have some young... I'm pretty sure he just got called up, but he slung that ball. It was fun to watch. The guy I watch most, I, I always end up seeing Logan Gilbert every time. I, I every have, time I, I, every time I randomly Gilbert. bump into a Mariners game, <laughs> I, that's who I happen to be on about the Logan mound. Gilbert. Yeah. I'll get to it when I'm talking about uh, Kirby's uh, MLB debut was May 8th of this year. Oh, cool. Yeah, so so yeah, he's brand new, uh, but he slung that ball. Like I said, 10-0 victory. Uh, Ty France had a beautiful double play. Former like, Padre. Highly underrated player. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, like I said, I don't really know baseball. I just started watching. I've watched three games. Ty France really impressed me. Uh, he had a beautiful catch at first for a double play. I could not find a highlight of it anywhere, but it was just, like, beautiful. It, it really excited me. Uh, the, the announcers were really hyping up Julio Rodriguez. They were like, and he just disappointed me. Yeah, he he's he needs time. He's real young. He's the Mariner. He's the, the Mariners' top prospect, really the top outfield prospect in all of baseball, supposedly. But you know how that goes. Like sometimes they come up right. just hot as heck, and then pitchers figure him out. And now that, he's one of the inverse of that. He was definitely like I didn't see him make any errors in the outfield. Yeah. Well, and and with the Mariners, it's really a, it's a delicate thing because their other top prospect, Jared Kelenic, who is kind of supposed to be his outfield, like he and Rodriguez are supposed to be kind of the de- next decade of the Mariners' offense, and they're both like hitting under two hundred. And Kelenic has actually got sent back to AAA, I think, Ooh. and that's not. Good. I'm, I'm not familiar with that <laughs> yeah. name. So. so yeah, Jared Kelenic. Yeah, ugh, I hope he's not a bust. Yeah, Rodriguez actually got ejected in the the Tenno game. Uh, he disputed a call. Uh, it was a called strike, and he drew a line in the sand with his uh, bat and just ejected. Oh, so like <laughs> the, the, the 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 announcers were like, "Oh yeah, he won Rookie of the Month," and then he's just kind of disappointed me. I'm sure oh, yeah. I'm sure he's doing good. If that's what I'm hearing about him. Well, and it's just baseball. It's such a long season. It runs. Mm. It's almost like business cycles in the economy. I mean, it just you just players go up and down for entire months at a time you know right um and then i didn't watch the second game of that series but i watched the third and that just was a sad game it was tight two runs in the third fourth and then romo comes into pitch 
let's three let's up Romo three fucking home runs in one inning washed. and i just wanted to cry i don't know i mean i get it he's got the great resume sergio romo correct uh, big beard. Yeah, yeah, pitcher. yeah. Does throws nothing but sliders. Yeah, I, I guess. Right. It was yeah. a tight game. It was a tight game, and then he just showed yeah. up and shit the bed, and I was just was like, "Fuck this guy." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's well, no, and he's. I don't blame you because, like, he's. I, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Hot he's, he's old. I love he's that. very, very old. He has closed out multiple World Series for the Giants, but like, it just you know. That's not the context I yeah, have for him. Yeah, I understand. Um. And then I watched the the first game of the Rangers. Unless you wanted to add something. No, I was just I was just gonna yeah I, I was just gonna ask to keep going. Like, how are the Angels I, doing? How are? You know? uh, I watched the first Mariners at Rangers. I uh, to go back onto Gilbert. He looks like Droopy Dog. <laughs> and he was he <laughs> straight up looks like. Have you guys My seen? Have you guys seen Gilbert? Because <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a picture of him. Oh, that's that's Kirk. He looks like <laughs> Droopy Dog. Oh my god! That's and awesome. I, I, I mean, no shade on the man. He, you know, we won that game that I watched, and he right. was the starting pitcher. He pitched good. Like I think he, he let up one run, maybe mm-hmm. two. Like it was, it was good. Uh, Suarez, the I, I, Eugenio, a, a Eugenio Suarez. Eugenio Suarez. Yes. He, the moment he stepped on the field, I knew that that was a Chad. <laughs> he, he, he saved Big that Chad game energy. for us. Like, he got an RBI in, and it just, oh, thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. You like him? I, you know, it just there was just something about, about, about him that I liked. Um, I have in my notes, remember this when he shits the bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, well, yeah, because, you know, the Reds got rid of him because he, like, stopped hitting. And he, he, you know, and this is a guy, by the way, for context, who's hit, like, 49 home runs in a season before. Like, low-key, he used to be really good. So. I, I, so far, the, the player that's impressed me the most in the, the three games I've watched has been Ty France. He's something mm-hmm. on like a 20 something multi hit game streak. Like, yeah. he's just been hitting the he, ball. He's not like a slugger per se. He can just hit for a high average with like mm-hmm. some medium power. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. He's like a, if he gets a hold of one, it, it's, yeah, it's no, gone. He, he's, not, he's a good I think athlete. he hit a he home can run hit a, he can in hit one him, of those but... games I watched. Like, I remember watching him when he was with El Paso and the. And some of the farm teams for the Padres for a while, and I always liked, I always like watching him play. I liked his game. It was yeah. like we got, we got when we traded him away. We ended up getting some good pieces, but it was still like, oh, I kind of wanted to keep him too. <laughs> but I get it. I understand why. So how are your, how are your, uh, how are your Angels doing, Luke? Ooh. Um. <clears throat> so currently they're uh, sitting at five hundred. They are on a twelve game skid. Oof. Currently, I'm um, sorry, we, we could which, not mention it. Hopefully, hopefully they're up five two in the top of the eighth against the Phillies right now. Um, they did just run in. To the meat grinder that was the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, they they got swept by the Blue Jays. Uh, the last game, last game was eleven to ten. And I was like, oh come on guys! Like the bats were there, and then the bats disappeared on the road trip. Uh, they lost the first game of the Yankees nine to one. Second game of the Yankees six to one. Next game against the Yankees two to one. Then Oof. they went to Philly, lost ten to zero, lost seven to two. <laughs> they have Ooh. they have been outscored, I believe, thirty four to eight in the last few games. Yeah. Um, not good for the old run differential. Not not great. But they are now currently up uh, six to two on the Phillies now. Right. So because the Phillies well, are like the other team that's as perennially as disappointing as they are. Fin- yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, 
they made a big deal about Mike Trout coming back to so the rough. area where he he grew up, and that's the team that he used to watch as a kid. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not no, been great. It was. <sighs> it's just not been great. Because offense evaporated. Yeah, I mean, no, it, they were sitting around eight to ten games above five hundred, and mm-hmm. it's like. If you guys, if the Angels don't do it, then you're just giving the division away to the trash throws. And that's exactly just, what they do. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Why? I'm guessing the Oakland A's are in a bad way. No, oh, they're doing the money ball rebuild the, thing again. They're 20 and, 20 and 35. Which is they fun. just got swept by the Astros. Yeah, they they were hanging in a little better than that, but then the reality is starting to hit them. Hey. Like, oh, we have like no offense at in all. In the last ten games, they've won more than the Angels have, though. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and I, I think the Two interesting thing because I'm looking at the standings right now about the A's is they're seven and 22 at home. They're thirteen wow. and thirteen away, That's crazy. but they have lost. They're seven of twenty-two. That's wild. My Road cub, Warriors. My, my Cubs are kind of like well, that. But have not you seen as their extreme. stadium? No, I haven't. <laughs> the A's stadium is garbage. It's they a, probably it's don't Oakland. Yeah, there. it's a football. It's Oakland. It's, it's oof. They've uh, they said uh, the MLB was thinking about expansion is not going to be a uh, talking point until both the Rays and the A's get their stadium situation figured out. Then they'll talk about because they're not sure if the A's will even stay in Oakland the needs, Bay Area. Oakland needs a like they can support team. it. Like the market can support two teams, especially <laughs> ALNL. They can support the two teams, but there's there's just no support for the organization. Right? Like, do they need like, to like do something where they're like, all right, all owners in the future, if you're not willing to spend like X amount, then don't buy this team or something. Right. Like, what is this crap? I don't hot hot take. I, I don't. Is this even a hot take? Like, why? <laughs> Uh, okay, salary floors as a concept, like we do in the NBA. Sometimes it results in Timofey Mozgov contracts, and like, okay, we all yes, that's like meme worthy. But mm. when you don't have that, and when you don't have bylaws that force teams to reinvest in their team, then the owners can be bad on purpose, pocket yeah. the difference they get back from pooled marginal revenue sharing, and then just be the Oakland A's. And you're lucky that they've got this like money ball, Billy Bean, like saber approach because if they didn't they would just be like a garbage cash farm can he get on base yeah like <laughs> at, least they, at least they try to have like an overarching like oh like go against the grain some kind strategy. of strategy right right but like you know you could be the pirates who don't even have that strategy hey, and just the pirates bad. the pirates have been playing lights out <sighs> they, they just been. swept the dodgers Wow, but they're not really? doing it with any kind of strategy, seemingly they, in mind. No, oh no, definitely no strategy. <laughs> but they look like they're every because they played. Uh, yeah. the, they took uh, one from the Padres in the series that yeah. they played, and they just look like they're having fun out there. They are like it, it, it's just there's like listen, we're just playing each game as did it they, comes. We're gonna have fun. Did they call up uh, that O'Neill O'Neill Cruz, that six foot seven shortstop? That think I just so. I just want to see a giant human tarantula play shortstop. Like that's like literally like so. Kevin Durant sized person right. playing baseball right. in the infield. Like it's crazy. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> but, I don't think so. I don't think they called him up yet. But, right. yeah. uh, but outside of that, I said the Astros swept the A's. Uh, I mean, there's that. The A's are playing the Red Sox in their own two right now. Um, at least when I wrote this right. down. Right. Uh, and then the Astros are playing the Royals, and it's 1-1 right now. Um, and then uh, previously, because I touched on Mariners at Rangers, uh, the Rangers previously swept the Rays. 
Marcus Simeon now holds the title of worst contract in the MLB. Sorry, <laughs> Rangers fans. He looked like garbage that game I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked like a liability. Yeah, the poor, and I think he's one of those cases where I think the the contract must be mentally like weighing on him a bit. I mean, there's no. I mean, does the dude? I don't even think the dude has a home run yet, and he hit like thirty something each I, of the last couple of years. I don't know. He's, yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, do you have more? Uh, yeah. that's really all I have. I I have the the Mariners Rangers game on the background right now. It's two two at the top of the. Can you quickly just go over uh, the order of the oh, teams yeah, 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 in the yeah, division? Yeah, yeah. So we briefly mentioned Astros are up at top by a wide margin. It's thirty four to nineteen. They have thirty four to nineteen. Yeah, that they're they're at the top. The Angels fall off really, and then the Angels are twenty twenty seven twenty seven. Um, Rangers are twenty five twenty seven. Mar- my Mariners are twenty three thirty, uh, and then I mentioned the Athletics are right. twenty thirty five. So but, it's it's the Astros division to lose. Yep. Yeah, but Indeed. it's er- it's early enough that things can change, and right. that is as much as people complain about the length of a baseball. St- season this is the sort of inherent beauty built into it as well is that you've got time and as much as i dish dislike the trash throws they are actually one of the great case studies for how you can turn it around i remember a season where the astros were like 45 and 49 and then they went to the world series and that year was like 2005 i think Mm -hmm. yeah they got beat by the white Sox, but they were under 500 like late in the year and turned it around so anyway all right that's all I got for the okay. AL West. Okay, cool. I'll take over with the the NL West. Uh, so uh, since the last episode, uh, we'll start with Arizona. Uh, they had a three-game series with Atlanta, which they actually took uh, two games to one. Uh, and Ooh. currently they are playing Pittsburgh, uh, it's, which is tied 1-1. Um, Go D-backs. Yep, yeah. Uh, and the NL West is – so the worst team in the NL West is nine uh, – sorry – 12 games back, but the, so it's three games back for the Padres, six games back for the Giants, nine games back for the Diamondbacks, and 20 for the Rockies, which... 12. 12. Sorry, 12 so for the like Rockies. it's perfectly evenly spaced. Yeah, three, six, yes, nine, yes. So, it's, it, Dodgers on top, as per fucking usual. Um, but, uh, sorry, back to Arizona. Uh, the, this week, they are going to be playing at Cincinnati and at Philly, so those should be some pretty good series. Uh, we've got so next we got the Rockies. Um, they were they played Miami and they took three three games to one in that series, including a extra inning twelve to thirteen game, hmm. which was was fun. And uh, I believe that was where the guy hit. There was a guy from Miami who hit like a four hundred and sixty two foot home run. Wow, it was ridiculous. He crushed that thing into the next zip code. I mean, um, dude from the Rockies hit three homers that game. I think. Right. Yeah. And then uh, the Rockies um, are currently down three games to zero against Atlanta. Uh, upcoming games, they're going to be at the Giants and then at the Padres. Uh, speaking of the Giants, they just played a four-game series with Philly. They took three games to one. Uh, Miami, they're currently playing. Uh, they are one and two with a game happening today. Uh, their next two are going to be home uh, with the Rockies and then the Dodgers. And speaking of the Dodgers, they got swept by uh, Pittsburgh, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Always, always good to see. And currently, Absolutely. they are in their last game of a four-game series with the Mets. That they are up two to one. They have one going on today. And there was actually a little bit of a, a controversy in the last game versus the Mets. Uh, it was nine to four, and the Dodgers tried to play a position player uh, as a pitcher. And apparently, to the new MLB rules, he was trying to save arms for later series. Uh, if the margin is under five runs, you're not allowed to play a position player at pitcher unless they're pre-designated as a two-way player. So he goes out there, and they had to stop and say, "Nope, no, you can't. You can't pitch." Oh, so it's so if it's five or under, you can't do it. Yes. So if it's five runs or over, okay, because it was oh, a so four it has run. to be over. Yeah, five. it has to over five runs. Yes. Oh. Did yes. they lose that game? Yes, they lost the game. Couldn't dodge that L. Ooh. I'm glad ba -ba 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 that's a I was, um, I, yeah. I mean, the old. I, I try to not be too much of an old head about baseball. Like, for instance, I'm kind of a fan of robot umpires just for the strike zone. I'm just so tired of, like, the Angel Hernandezes of the world. Like, it's just stupid. But, like, what are we doing here with this whole. I. You know what? Never mind. I just I'm not going to be I'm not <laughs> okay. going to be an old head. Okay. Uh, so the Dodgers uh, are going to be at the White Sox and then at the Giants uh, this mm. this upcoming week. Uh, then the Padres uh, got swept by the Cardinals in three games, which was rough to see. Their offense has just evaporated as well. Pitching, doing great, doing great. Mm, I was um, going to say but, that solid record still. But yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was not fun to watch, uh, and then they <laughs> have taken two games to one against the Brewers, uh, who they're currently up three to one now in their fourth game, in the bottom of the eighth. But so this series is the most fresh in my mind because I've been watching it. So first game, they are up four to one going into the bottom of the ninth, and uh, Taylor Rogers comes in to close out the game. Uh, gives a single. Hits the next batter. Walks the next batter after that. Loads the bases. Uh, and then he has to do... He has to... They gave him one more that they could try and try and get him out. And he hit that guy too. Uh, so walks a run across. Uh, they switch the pitcher out, who then gives up a, a big double. And Oof. finals 5-4. to four. That was a Oof. game that Ow. we had... It was done, yeah, you hate to and see Taylor Rodgers is a great closer. It says 17 out of 19 saves, mm -hmm. and he just his slide. He kept trying to throw a backdoor slider, and it just kept go going near the ankle, the back leg of every right-handed batter that came up there. And I was like, maybe not throw the slider today, bud. Um, it's not you don't not having the control, right? <laughs> it's right. not. It's just not there. Um, Game after that, we had uh, Joe Musgrove up on the mound, and he got into the bottom of the eighth inning throwing a no-hitter. Ooh, yeah, you and, told me about uh, this. And Colton Wong comes up and smacks a double and uh, ends the no-hitter, but the Padres ended up winning that game. And then uh, last night's game, uh, Mackenzie Gore was on the bump, and he was, again, solid through, I believe it was like seven, seven and a quarter innings or maybe just seven innings two Sheesh. hits uh, so in two games the Brewers have three hits 
uh, and the Padres took that one too. And currently, right now, they have two hits in this game. Uh, the starter was uh, Clevenger. Good old, good old Happy Feet Clevenger up there. Um, so yeah, so NL's been NL's been good. To just uh, NL West has been good. Yeah, it seems like a pretty solid division. Yeah, Let's just looking it's, at the records, it's, it's the strongest in the NL. I would say. I mean, because mm-hmm. the NL East is, you know, I guess is that our segue to talk about it next or which division we're well, we going oh, to next? The Brewers just hit a two-run home run, so that's uh, not tied. The Brewers are um, annoying. Yeah, but uh, the I was just going to run down the records before we moved on to the NL Central. Cool. Uh, Dodgers are sitting at thirty-five and eighteen, top of the division. Padres thirty-two and twenty-one. Giants are twenty-eight and twenty-four. The Diamondbacks are twenty-six and twenty-eight, and the Rockies are twenty-three and thirty. Yeah, no, it's um, overall again. Again, at the bottom of it's not as weak as as you thought. Everybody knows it's right. top heavy with like the Padres, with the Dodgers, and I mean the Giants, and even the Padres. Just with the amount they spend, I guess you put them in right. that category. Even if they haven't like won enough to no offense, I mean to be there in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Rock, you know, the Rockies. Honestly, I thought would be even worse than they are, even with Chris Bryant fully healthy. I just barely know who any of their players are they don't right. have deep pitching as usual they connor joe i connor joe's great <laughs> connor but, joe. you know you, baseball's not basketball you one dude can't carry you like for, right. i don't know it's gotta be hey, a uh, surprise surprise the guy that hit the two-run home run for the Brewers was colton wong colton wong <laughs> interesting nothing Amazing. wrong with yeah. that no no, no. there's hey. a lot wrong with that oh man good one <laughs> all right nl central what you got well, we still got the Brewers, speaking of, on top, annoyingly so. And that's scary because they're tr- two of their big three trio of Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta are hurt. Um, and that's and one of them, it being uh, Woodruff, wasn't throwing the ball well anyway, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, they're still pitching extremely well as a group. And their offense is not as bottom tier as it was last year, and that equates to a team that's good enough to win their division. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, my Cubs just got done playing them. We fought them hard through a, for a four-game series. We split with them, but it, it was just trying to hit against them just fills you with dread because it's just it's frustrating mm. to watch. And their offense is like just good enough that like you. I don't know. Like you, old man McCutcheon is still useful. Yelich is Yelich not. A, is he's not, dis- an, MVP, he's he's like, not an MVP, but he's somewhere in between what he used to be and what, why he was so bad. He's not. Him. He's not great in this Padres series. No, I think he's got one hit. No, he hasn't been great overall. But like, he was so bad in the COVID year. It's, mm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what more to say about them. Uh, the Cardinals, I, I don't know. The Cardinals don't have the top end p- pitching to catch them. They're a more well-rounded team. Well, at least when they're firing on all cylinders, right. their offense is, should be better. Wainwright um, looked good for being but, an old man yeah. in that first pod, the game of the Padres series. Just his stuff is just when he's yeah, on. I don't, I don't it's know. Like, I mean, I, did anybody expect the whole like Wainwright Yadier Molina farewell thing to like result in like winning? No, I don't think so. Did people think? I mean, if you're <laughs> if you so. if you were accepting that that was going to be like a feel good, good vibes, a, yeah. If you were accepting that that was just going to be a good vibes tour, well, and then you got Puyos too. 
Right, and Pujols, right. Yeah, so if you thought, yeah, if you're going to do this, like, 2011, <laughs> you know, get the band back, fine. But, like, the rest of the roster is why you're going to win. Right. So figure that out. The, like, uh, I will just say national baseball coverage, they love Molina. I mean, for they, good. They, they will they, talk about will, him they more than all those three whoever's guys. pitching. Like, they'll have the other catcher up there, and they're still talking about Molina. And for good for good reason, but, I mean, Goldschmidt and Arenado are what's carrying right. your offense. They're the Goldschmidt's ones who, been on a They're the ones too. who Stop. are per, they're producing <laughs> like... I don't want to hear it. Well, they were, they, they, I mean, not that they were bad, but they were slightly underperforming to expectation, and this year, no. Now they're... ...all off, so it's like, I don't know. The Cardinals are still doing that thing where they're just, I don't know, like an 87-win team, Fuck. something like that. Like, they're pretty good, but Brewers are more consistent. Anyway, beyond that, the rest of the division is just the whole year. It's going to be kind of those two and everybody else. The Cubs and Pirates fight hard. They're both on different... Reds aren't going to make a run? Well, okay, see, the Reds <laughs> have low-key been actually the hottest of the bottom feeders, mm. but they got off to such Six a bad four. start. Six and four in the last Well, And they're games. like 13 and nine over their last 20-something. Mm. But, like, they started out three and 21, so they're going to be spending all year digging out of that. And... They started out so bad that it's like even if they got back to, you know what I mean? Like it's so bad, none of their fans are showing up, and it's <laughs> Tommy it, Pham it, it is makes, beating up people. In the Tommy Pham is taking out <laughs> fantasy grudges on people. Like that. I mean, when you're at a point you're you're using your your season, family enforcer. You know that's a well. Okay, maybe Tommy Pham's a bad example. He's a little crazy anyway. But like, yeah, if your yeah. team was winning, you would have something to lose. You wouldn't risk getting suspended for that for that. You know, you settle that in the off season, right? Like that's weird. Anyway, yeah, the the Cubs are currently in a five game series with the Cardinals, so that's kind of what I'm watching. Um, it's really rare to have five game series in baseball. Mm -hmm. um, it's tied at two in that series. It's been, I don't know. It's yeah. It's it just trading Cubs sending out guys from their minor leagues trying to find pitching, and the Cardinals just beating them up. So. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Um, anything else before we shoot over to the NL East? Nope. All right, Sam, take it. Um, so the NL East is... <laughs> Shocker there. Uh, the Mets are currently running away with the division, 36-19. Uh, and 19. Without DeGrom. 7-3 in their last 10. Uh, they have a great home and a great away record. Uh, their home record is 19 and 8. Their away record is 17 and 11. Only upstaged probably by the Yankees in that department. Um, <laughs> what the Mets upstaged by the Yankees in New York? No, no. way. No. Um, no way. But they they are the second best team in baseball record-wise uh, at the moment, and they are eight and a half games ahead of the second place Braves, who are sitting at 500 at 27 and 27. Um, the Phillies are nipping at their heels. Uh, Eleven games back, they are 24 and 29. Uh, closely followed, well, not not exactly closely followed by the Marlins, um, who are uh, sitting at 22 and 29. And then uh, conversely, the Nationals um, are a solid 20 and 35, uh, 16 games <laughs> behind the Mets. Um, I know that uh, baseball has a long season, but I don't see them. 
um, really making headway on that. I just want to look to see who was the, the furthest back in their division from division leaders because I assumed it would be the Nationals. It's actually the Orioles that are oh. 16 and a half games behind. Wow. Maybe that's why the Mariners beat them. Got that .5 on them. <laughs> I, I do want to bring up, because I'm looking at the Nationals record too, they also are uh, uh, playing away. They're 9 and 18 at home uh, and 11 of 17 uh, yeah. away. Not... Aren't, my, aren't, the, aren't the Cubs like category. that too? My Cubs are like under five hundred at home, but like you're twelve of twelve away. You're, yeah, you're twelve and, and 12 eleven away. nineteen at yeah. home. Yeah, see, that's yeah, I, that's weird. It's supposed to be the other way around if you're a bad team. But <laughs> hot take: home field advantage doesn't matter anymore. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, maybe. The, yeah, the Nationals are going through a rebuild. Their whole thing is like, are they going to trade Juan Soto or extend him? I hope they extend him. I'm kind of like, what are you going to do if you don't? Oh, hope you draft someone who uh, turns into Juan Soto? So you already have Juan Soto. So just freaking sign him. Give him $300 million right. like Tatis and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, go from there. He's young. What, 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 he's the, he is the ideal building block piece. I, I, I think right. better not mm-hmm. trade him. Um, yeah, the rest of that division, uh, the Phillies are a team I like ragging on because they just keep, I don't know, man, they just spend all this money and it doesn't work and it's hilarious. <laughs> and I don't know. They're, I'm they're here for a Philadelphia sports team, uh, slander. So go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, again, they, they decided to, what would happen if we just made all of our hitters designated hitters? <laughs> and that's a cool video game strat, but. I don't know, and I like Nick, you know, Nick Castellanos like going and Kyle forward Schwarber. On every fourth they're, down. they're fun to watch, to hit, but yeah, no, ex- yeah, kind is that of. kind of how it equates out? Or just like, you know, calling for the, the go route every play. <laughs> Basically, that's what the Phillies, that's what their GM philosophy is. Awesome. Okay, Hollywood Brown. I respect Which, which I mean, is fun, I, I guess, but like, if you're a big market team hoping to win, right. it's... Eh. It's also worth noting the Mets have the biggest lead on... In the in yeah. any division right. in baseball right now, they're eight and a half games ahead. I just uh, um, would like to point out that my uh, my sports curse is is now actively in effect because Bryce Harper just hit a grand slam to tie up the game with the Angels six yeah. to six. Should have said shit. Dang it, this is your fault. It's always my fault because I'm watching the games. I, de- <laughs> I declared too early that the Angels had pitching. Jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> It hurts, man. I, I I want somebody to take down the Astros so bad. Me too. I want Trout and Otani in the playoffs like every other casual so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. old man Bryce Harper. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, and and you know, and the thing is, the Braves are, you know, they're still that championship team. But the, I I am a believer in championship hangover. Like that's a debate mm. topic in general. You could have in any sport. I think it's a thing. So. Yeah, I just don't see who's going to stand in the way. That's of the why Mets. dynasties are so rare. Unless the unless the Phillies just in other sports, right? I mean, the Phillies have the offense they could get going on a roll and be a real pain in your side for like a month straight or something. But yeah, and anyway. all of this will be for nothing because the Yankees will win the World Series. <laughs> um, <laughs> however, uh, the Mets will try to give them a run for their money. I assume I'm going to go ahead and call and it the now. Media, I, the I, media I, would love right. to see the Mets right. Yankees. Yeah, it's going to be. I, think, you know, well, yeah, you're I see think the Mets, Mets run Dodgers, away with right. the division the rest of the year, but yeah, um, yep. I guess we'll just have to see Mets how that shakes out. Mets and Dodgers in the playoffs, just what they want. <laughs> yeah, that's what they Big want. Big sports media. Yep. If we don't get the Nets versus who was it? 
Nets, and, Nets and Lakers. Nets oh, yeah. and Lakers. Nets and Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I just, I just wish I could get paid ten million dollars a year to make my takes be based off of where I would rather like spend my vacation. Like Stephen A. Smith, yeah, like, like, you know what I mean? No, like, no one want to go to I, Utah. Ain't nobody yet. Like, they want to go to South Beach. Okay, but, you know, like, <laughs> I got friends. So it's like, dude, that's you should not be up there on national TVs. I mean, whatever, man. But, yeah, no, I, I get right. you. All right, that, and yeah, that pretty much uh, wraps up the NL okay. East. Okay, cool. All right, uh, so we're going to move on to our last segment uh, in our preview of the upcoming NFL season and the divisions. Uh, we are going to talk about the NFC East this week. So I have a question to start this off. Is Jalen Hurts the answer for the Eagles in the NFC East? So he's not, but... I still think the Eagles are going to win 9 to 10 games with him. He has that high of a floor. His ceiling isn't Super Bowl. This guy is good to get you maybe a division win or maybe a really disappointing season. I I mean I concur with that. You at at quarterback, uh the uh trend seems to be you want you want dual threat quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts is certainly one of those. Um, but I, I agree with Blair. I, I don't think he has a Super Bowl ceiling, um, but he's he's solid. Like I think uh, Philadelphia fans will live with kind of what they have. They kind of put him in the same situation as uh, uh, Tua in Miami. They loaded up with weapons all around him, loaded up a defense, and was like, all right, prove it. Do it. Yep. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. Do you think he's better than Tua? Do you see him about the same level? I think Tua suffers from being left-handed. Like, I I really... I think a lot of the slander surrounding Tua simply comes from the fact that he is a left-handed quarterback. Interesting. Because the whole, like, foundation of the offense, you know, is revolving around... The, the the left side being your blind side, right? Uh, and he's not, and that what, just are they going to move Teron Armstead from the left to the right? You're not going to do that, right? 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 I think I think Tua suffers from that personally. Yeah. People always knock his arm strength. I think, I, and I think that's bull. I think he yeah. can throw the ball. I, agree. I think the problem is is that he's suffering from being left-handed. Yeah, well, and decision making. What it sure, boils down sure, to. sure, true. How how much expectation should be on a front office? Like, how long should it take to build your team around? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you know you're going to have a left-handed quarterback, like, it's kind of on you to build your line accordingly. Right, and I, I don't think it's solely falling on that, but I think that's right. a big part of the takes surrounding him. Mm. Um, but just looking at, at, at this, it doesn't really seem like Philadelphia added very much around uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, they got Zach Pascal and Boston Scott. They both put up fine numbers like right. you're, you're, you're not going to sit here and slander them but they're not well then you add A.J. Brown I was going to say right that. right right A.J. Brown I'm getting to that uh, we'll see I, I think I think you're right Blair I think your take on Philly going like 9 and 8 is 100% and I think every team in the NFC East will go 9 and 8 <laughs> <laughs> NFC least <laughs> got him okay uh, anyone else have any hot uh, Jalen Hurts takes before we move on? No, I think he's good. I, I, I don't think he's a superstar, but 
I, I think he's in the upper half of quarterbacks. So, so like, is he above? Is it the golf line that we decided on? What, what was we were, there were like three, <laughs> if I recall. Jamie, so is he above or below? Below. He's, he's below. above. He's above. Yeah, I would oh, say wow. above. Right. I, I would say he's just below the golf line. I, do, I, I'm biased. I think he's above because he did, he did get a team to a playoffs last. Do week. we need? Yeah. Do we need two lines? One for the like the pocket QBs and one for like the dual threat ones. Maybe. No. Are, are you I about mean, to? Are you about to say it. Lamar's not a QB? <laughs> <laughs> well, Lamar's a running back. Uh, I know where you live. I've been there before. Yes, you have. Yeah, should I, come I, over. Yeah, I guess it's just it's hard to have a hot take because it's like if Hurts isn't the answer, <laughs> then you're left with the question of like what then? And I think for right. a team like Philadelphia, they're just scared to ask that question because. Yeah. They you're, need in, you're in a to market where outright tanking, unless it's forced on you, isn't going to be a thing you do, and so right. you're the Philly there. fans would crucify them, right? Of course, yeah. Right. So there, that means then you would have to make some kind of like hurtful trade to trade up to then take another shot at a quarterback. And I don't know if the draft class is upcoming or any good. So how are you going to get someone better than Jalen Hurts if you're Philly? You know. <laughs> Good luck. It, right, I, the I, talent I, around him is a little too much for them to get like a top right, ten draft yeah, pick. They, they're gonna hit they're, fifteen through twenty. Yeah, they're gonna, they're not gonna be able to do the jaguar thing. So, okay. Uh, so, another question for you guys: How can the Giants or the Commanders uh, compete in the division this year with the Cowboys and Eagles? I don't think the Giants can. That that's that's my take. Like from watching them, la- from watching some of their games last year, from seeing what they've grabbed, I don't think they they can compete with the rest of the division. Maybe you can make a I case agree. for the Commanders for sure. They they definitely have something going. It, it's like the problem with both teams is the exact same. Their quarterbacks are massively inconsistent. Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> hey Chargers fan, uh, how is Tyrod? God, that's sad. Hey, listen, the man <laughs> paved the way for the Golden Boy. Who, so, I mean, I'm always, always going to have a place in my heart. Who else is they in that quarterback? I would hope room. so. Yeah, I was going to say the man gave you his lung. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, who who else is starting in the... quarterback for the Commanders? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, that's right. Carson, I, I am down on Carson Wentz. I am not not very high I on that guy. They traded a third round pick for him, third or second round. Honestly, pick? Honestly, the wow. Commanders are the perfect team for Carson Wentz. Like <laughs> yeah. they were made yeah. for each other. I mean, I I have faith in Ron Rivera. I think he's a good coach that can get a lot out of guys. Whether mm. I think he can get enough out of mm. Carson Wentz, I'm not so sure. And it's on like that one. you go from being on this Colts team that is. Uh, aside from quarterback, pretty well-rounded yeah, team, pretty, pretty dynamic. built team. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little lacking in the receiver department, but do they have Hilton? Yeah, but he's got on is the he, end. Is he, he on his? I think last he's years? not re-signed. I think um, he's uh, done in Indy. But bummer. Yeah, he went in there and he choked that right up. Uh, I just think he's going to do the exact same thing in Washington. Although, I will say, even though I'm no fan of Wentz, and I have enjoyed watching him kind of collapse, because just, you know, <laughs> listening to Philadelphia fans, like, right. go crazy with anger is fun, <laughs> but um, 
it would be poetic romantic justice if Philadelphia is fighting for a wild card berth and they go into Washington and Carson Wentz on like a six win Washington team <laughs> pieces them up to steal their wild card berth away from I them. sign up oh. for this universe oh, I want where, that where, do I, where do so I live just for uh, Dallas to walk just, into the top of the division yes. uh, speaking of Dallas okay that uh, would hurt but that's probably happening they anyway, probably so. win the NFC East as my take at the moment. And then they go nowhere they, in the playoffs. I know they lost Cooper. and They lost right. their right tackle. They lost. Right. They're at that point where, you know, you pay Dak and he's he's playing pretty good, but then you lose all your weapons. You don't really have the cap I mean, space. They, 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 still have, they still have Zeke, too. They have, yeah. they have a good running but game. We're not even yeah. going to get into Can, running backs. Yeah, do we, do we want to have the do we want to have the running backs don't matter uh, conversation? Ooh, I, yeah. I don't think they're I'm like, first round running backs no. are not worth it. Yeah, they're the equivalent of the run of the mill twenty point per game scorer in the NBA. How many? How many? How many running backs did I go through last season? A lot. Uh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> uh, what we had? I think it was like six to eight. Yeah, six to yeah. eight. I mean, and, and we then, still ran the fucking ball. And then you bring, and then you think about all the first round running backs that got these massive you contracts. Know, this is a conversation I hadn't considered. And Todd Gurley. I, I, I think oh, I'm on your. He's side. not in the league well, anymore. I mean, that's how you can Le'Veon have such Bell? a turnover rate and always see new thousand yard rushers just well, crawling out of the woodwork, <laughs> dude. You've never heard as of. As like, much right. as I will stand, Derrick Henry. Where is he taking that team? That's mm. fair. I mean, I, he did I will take them to the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. But he's not doing that again. I I love Derrick Henry, but that's not happening again. He is he has ran his four year. I'm a terror run that a right. running back's going to get right. And pro- before him, because look how far did Chris Johnson take them? Right. Remember Chris Johnson? Remember and, how great he was? There and this is all to say Adrian I don't Peterson. think Zeke is going yeah. to to. I yeah, think he's going to put Pollard decent numbers. He's not going to move the Dallas. needle, though, as far as like, no. wins and losses go. It's going to take transcendental DAC play. <laughs> That's uh, fair. That's the <laughs> funniest thing to say. Transcendental together. DAC. <laughs> he, he's, go, he's going uh, to have awesome. to just like enter the gamer zone. Like, yeah. hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have to get his mom to go buy him a monster, get the Doritos, and just enter the gamer zone to make For it sure. happen. That's a fun. Well, take. you could say that about any quarterback for, in I, order to get their team. Yeah, but in order Do you want to ask my but, take on on the Ravens but in next order year? To specifically overcome like the Dallas yes. being Dallas thing though. Dak Lamar needs Rico. to enter the gamer zone. I don't even. What do you want? What would? Yeah, it's not even just choking. Like Dallas. F- they they don't just like they fumble the bag, man. Like they, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to describe how Dallas collapses. Every Look, my year. my, my and my even dad, so, they will still right? win the division. Oh yeah, they'll win the division, but it's just like you know. My like, dad uh, has been a Cowboys fan my entire life. I have been around him slandering his boys my entire life. Right. They have not been good since before I was born. That's I'm just, but, I'm just, uh, like they haven't won anything. Early is what I want to say. Was the last time they won something? Ninety-five, ninety-six. Oh, yep. mid-nineties. Yep. yep. Thir- but, uh, Super Bowl thirty, I think. Well, yep. At least he slanders them, though. Oh, right. he. They're his. They're his. They're his team, and he will. He will defend them to anybody. But when me and him are talking football, he slanders them. Because there's nothing where uh, there's <laughs> hardly anything worse than like the delusional like. Delusional Just, Cowboys the, yeah, fan, because <laughs> uh, he'll admit that they haven't won anything in a right. long time. Right. True. The NFC East hasn't really won anything in a long I, time. I mean, the NFC East for a reason. The Eagles, I, the Eagles Super Bowl with uh, Oh yeah, that, Nick oh, Foles. Yeah. That was that, that was literally the last one. <sighs> Nick Foles. 
And before that, the legend of the, Nick Foles. The of Nick. I, I think we're gonna have. The, is it Stephen A. Cowboys, Smith who simps it? for the Cowboys? No, it's Skip Bayless. Well, Skip no, Bayless. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna have Skip Bayless selling selling the Cowboys <laughs> to us all season long, and they're although Skip Bayless does have a good amount of Cowboys slander as well. He like, he does, yeah, but anytime it's, they have a bad Stephen play, A. likewise over. simps for the Cowboy haters. True. Thank you. Yeah, so, yeah. That's why I was saying I Stephen A. Love every time. The first thing I do when the Cowboys lose is I go to Stephen A. Smith's. That kind of stuff right there is why that guy gets paid. Every yeah. time. Every time. It's the, it's it. the best thing. Like when they lost to the Niners in the, the playoffs, he just it was just a picture of his face, and he's just doing the big eye thing like, oh, <laughs> oh. Yep. Where my Cowboys Here's how I predict at. the division sorts out, though. Cowboys 1, Philly 2, Commanders 3, Giants 4. Right. I, the Giants need I to thought... figure out what they're doing at quarterback. Yeah, Daniel is, Jones. Is, I, is... I liked Daniel Jones initially, but I... I think he's a backup. And like, no, think... no, they brought in Tyrod. He is going to launch that man's career. Well, think... That is what he does. Well, so this is this is the way. Like they not, they might not have the answer, but they have an answer right now at quarterback for the Cowboys, the Commanders, right. and the Eagles. Right? right. They mm-hmm. have that. This I feel like is going to be the make or break year for Daniel Jones. Yeah. Right, because when he that. first came in, there was all this stuff, you know, the mobile quarterback thing and moving around, doing all that kind of stuff. Right, this is a new system. You've got the quarterback whisper, the offensive coordinator from yeah, from uh, from oh, Buffalo coming yeah. in. Brian so Flores, right. wait, nope, no. Oh. Let's let's see how you can quarterback right. whisper Daniel Jones. Uh, right, let's see how because he this was goes. touted as right. like a Josh Allen type talent. Right. Who did so. the, the Giants take uh, uh, took Daniel Jones in front of in that draft? I mean, but Josh Allen a didn't few. have a great rookie year, did he? No. 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 So he, like, he was known for his uh inaccuracy. Daniel, this will be his year cannon three, of an arm yeah. though for Daniel Jones. And I think a lot of people were already their mind was about made up last year. And now they're just kind of wait like I think deep down they n- know they're going to replace him. They just don't have that option. Yeah, like, they don't have the personnel radar, to do it yet. So they're just going to do the whole thing where they uh, come out and pretend to support him and tell him <laughs> they can't anymore. That's our boy! I mean, right. I mean, what other choice <laughs> do they have? Tyrod Taylor? Who's 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 doing yeah. who's making a big show of supporting his boy right now? Oh, who? The Cardinals did it with Josh Rosen right before he got traded. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I kind of remember that. Oh, and like, oh, like Josh the, Rosen is our guy. Oh, right, and how the Lakers are doing with Russell. Westbrook. Well, the, there were uh, ten Dolphins. mistakes drafted ahead of me. Yeah, the <laughs> Dolphins have been at first. You know, was looking to trade Tua. Right. When Deshaun Watson was an option, and then now they're all in mm-hmm. on Tua. They they changed their Tua, but also you know, new coach, new system. Right. They're gonna do that at for first. Sure. Well, right. they they lost. Well, and they the, have to justify their draft. It was the same story well. for the Browns. Well, they, yeah. lost, they lost the Watson sweepstakes. Exactly. So then once right. again, they have to pivot and do the political. Why were there Watson sweepstakes and, in the first place? You know, you know. Well, now <laughs> now he has one more accuser in a million dollars. <laughs> new one. Too? No, yeah. no, he literally oh, my, he offered them a hundred thousand dollars. Each. That was time. his uh, settlement. Oh, you gotta La- do more than that. Last yeah, hundred thousand per accuser. <laughs> no, no, no. I made a joke last time that he's getting paid ten million per accuser. Mm. That is now actually mathematically correct. Oh, <laughs> oh yikes! God. Yikes! That's awful, man. I, I shared this joke with Blair right when this happened. You know, the AFC North was free of a rapist for all of a week, two, <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Dropping the R on him. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but 
Yeah, even if he's not. Well, that, even if why don't why just, don't they just use the precedent they set with Zeke? You know, and per each accuser is a six game suspension. Dang. Yeah, I mean, as, as a Ravens fan, I'm into this for oh, uh, PED traces. So yeah, it. See, but, but potentially cheating at the NFL so. is worse than you know. God, yeah. that's just so mind-boggling. I'm not even going to get into it. I mean, like, Roethlisberger had a successful career. Even if he... And that's proof did, enough for me. I don't know. Even Because <laughs> even if he didn't have all these allegations, just from a purely football perspective, I wouldn't have given him that much guaranteed Thank money you. just because Thank, he hasn't played in two years. I don't want to deal with your four games of rust you're going like, to have. Was he an elite dual-threat quarterback at one point? Like, yeah, but even, can he get back to that? I doubt it, I don't know, I, honestly. I, I, mean, I'm sure I as a Ravens gym, fan, will say... like I, I defend Baker. I'm probably the one Ravens fan who will defend Baker. Yeah, he's a bus driver, but where right. the fuck did he drive that bus? Right. To the playoffs. To the playoffs. Yeah. Smash the Steelers. I mean, again, as Oh, that I was said, so cathartic. Yeah, as I, I said last week, the we put up with Mitchell Trubisky as for the Bears. And you're telling me that y'all couldn't deal with Baker Mayfield? You couldn't even just have Baker Mayfield one more year and at least like treat him well enough that your environment isn't so toxic right. that you can't even have him in the building for the final year of his contract? And then like, you go the motherfucker pay. lives there. Like, you didn't think far enough <laughs> ahead that you were so sure. Like You didn't even think far enough ahead that you had no backup plan that now once this is blown up in your face, you can't even like use Baker. And then you go and pay and now you're Watson gonna, and now 230. You're gonna, yeah, and now you're going to probably need someone to fill in for like half the How season. How many years was on Watson's contract? 230 uh, five, mil for five, five years. Five years. That's way wow. too much money. That is way too either, much money. Either that or I'm dead wrong and there's yeah, going to be, the, watch there's watch gonna be like, Why did it have to there's be him who came table. in to reset the quarterback market? Why was it him who got the like reset right, payday. Yeah, Why, where's the prove it deal? Exactly. Aren't you supposed to have a prove it deal? I, I if thought you're coming I back thought. from disgrace. I thought Raven, I thought I thought Lamar was going to be the guy the dual threat guy who was going to get the big uh, paycheck because he's yeah. going to get a big mm-hmm. paycheck, right? Or Kyle, or I would have. But assumed... he's doing it the right way. Like he's not demanding no, a trade. No, he's... no, no. He wants off the team, very obviously, Blair, because he hasn't signed anything yet. He wants <laughs> off the team. And the Ravens are. Oh my fucking god! I, I can't stand that discourse. But I mean, I mean, purely for like the social <laughs> optics alone, <laughs> I would have rather the Cardinals given in and given Kyler Murray that much money than Agreed. Watson. Even if Watson's the better quarterback, I mean, at some point to me. <laughs> I get, I get it. Not, but like, continue. Like the NFL, the N- I don't think sports should be used as this like giant like virtue signal bar for society. That oh, we have to hold these athletes. Like I, I, I don't actually like that. But the reality is, we do kind of live in that world. So right. given that, then I would prefer we not make give two hundred thirty million yeah, to to people that have Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yes. I thank you. I, I just think the big thing is that like. How many kids look up to these athletes? Right. And if Deshaun just gets away with all of this, like what? It sets a bad. It sets a Like I'm pretty cynical. I don't think kids these days, you know, have posters on their wall and look up like kids of the '90s did. But still, yeah, because you have YouTube highlights now. Yeah, right. Small tangent here about the NFL. Um, So Roger Goodell is getting called into court to testify for uh, John Gruden's uh, lawsuit against the NFL. So, Which, by the way, he forgot won. about that. And, uh, and, and I didn't realize this until a little bit ago. But uh, so when John Gruden stepped down, the legal team that is helping him sue the NFL is the Raiders' legal team. Mm-hmm. So essentially, wow. Mark Davis has his back. Wow. In whatever this proceeding is. So that is I, I think that 
on top of all of the things that have been coming out about Dan Schneider, I think there's going to be a lot more. And no, 100%. You tell me 600 emails and there's not one other condemning email in there? No way. From, from the man Cap. who literally sold the cheerleaders as escorts. Come on, you're cancel telling culture, me, do your thing. You're telling, me he, <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me he didn't have any yikes takes ever oh, in man. any of those emails? Oh, yeah. I doubt that. Come on. He is a good... Uh, honest <laughs> oh, no. football owner. Okay, sure he is. Sure he is. Those six hundred emails were purely professional, <laughs> purely business. As he's keeping two books. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sorry about that. But um, oh, just going back to the division um, and picking division winners, I think the Eagles are going to take this division. Oh, I think okay. that their schedule is a little bit softer than the rest of the East. And I mean, you do play the Giants and the Commanders. Twice each. So, I mean, there's four wins for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> four easy dubs, yeah. Four I easy agree. dubs. Easy clap. But, and then I think Cowboys come in second. And then I think it's Commanders and then Giants. Yeah. For me, invert the, the first two. I, right. I think the Cowboys are going to win the division and then go nowhere in the playoffs. Uh, so, another uh, Sunday in Dallas. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. Another Sunday in Dallas. <laughs> I'm going to have to also say the Cowboys. Yeah, like, I mean, it's so boring because it's like the same story the last several yeah, like, years in a like row it's like the Cowboys well, are I mean, going to win and the they're going to collapse and the too. Eagles are going to be that like wild card fighting hard team and then the Giants <laughs> are going to be either injured and terrible or just terrible and, the commanders. and the commanders are going to just be this like ship lost at sea that <laughs> wins games somehow and I feel so bad because I love Riverboat Ron. But they like, also paid... Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm happy that they're not, like, a two-win team. You know, good for them. They could be the Jaguars. The Jets, yeah. yeah. But, like, Oof. man, they're just... Or, or, like, the Giants. It's like, <laughs> is, well, is, is Saquon Barkley ever going to be healthy? Is he going to be... <laughs> no. Is he, that, speaking of questions, yeah. is Jalen Hurts the answer? Is Saquon Barkley still the answer? No. Yeah, but again, running games don't matter. Yeah, because well, their windows are so small. Like it was just seems like two years ago. Unless you get that transcendental talent, like my boy LT, right, or uh, or even LT, or I was going to say that's something that we had happen. This even LT was playing in a different era. Yeah. I mean, so, Marty Ball was a thing. I mean, I'm not going to lie and say that they okay. didn't just hand the ball to him every single play. But Well, uh, Blair just Blair just brought up Frank Gore, who retired. Rip Baroni? Oh, who Rip. retired. Yeah. He retired a 49er uh, as the number three all-time rusher in NFL history. Wow. In wow. carries and yards. Well, when you run for 30 and, years, you better get stats. And yeah, he, sure. uh, I just saw this just a minute ago. It's the most consecutive seasons with 1,200 scrimmage yards or more. Wow. Uh, you have Ricky Waters and Jerry Rice Ricky with nine. Waters. You have Curtis Martin, Emmett Smith, and Barry Sanders at 10. Wow. Frank Gore at 12. Oh, man. Wow. man. The guy was a tank. And this like, was a guy who blew out both of his knees in college. Frank the tank. <laughs> Is AP still playing? Uh, yes, but uh, yes. he's not retired yet. No. He's uh, waiting for that uh, off-season phone call when a team that, loses three running backs. Sorry. Right. <laughs> hey, hey. I, as our, uh, how many did we go through? Yeah, too many. I don't even remember everyone. We yeah. had Bell. We had Le'Veon Bell for a minute. Wow. That's a thing that happened, yeah. Yeah, remember when Le'Veon Bell was good? Ooh. Yeah. Pepperidge Farm wow. remembers. Wow. Thank you for doing that to the Steelers. <laughs> I'm in your debt. Uh, indeed. All right. Um, that's really 
Yeah, that kind of wraps for the up show. The, so that kind of wraps up the NFC East. Um, we all yeah. kind of concur on what the ish. For the most Aside part, from Blair, kind of, I think Blair has a good take. Up. I think yeah. Blair has a good take. Agree. Yeah. And I'm taking Blair's side on the NFC East here just because it sounds right. Yeah, agreed. Because mm. fuck the Cowboys. Yeah, fuck yeah the we got to have some pushback yeah. to the Cowboys. Right. right. NFC um, East. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, check us out next week. We'll have another episode uh, going over maybe a couple NBA Finals games. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time.